Bald and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Down Under. And with me, as always, is Daisy Papp, International Excellence Coach, living in Florida Keys on the other side of the world. Hi, Daisy. Hi, from the other world. No, no, not from the other world, but from the other hemisphere, that's for sure, because I'm on the northern hemisphere and you're on the southern hemisphere. Wonderful to see you. So let's do it. You too, Daisy. Well, you already (laughs) know the topic this week because I gave it away last episode. I hope you out there have listened to it already. It was a fascinating conversation about the differences between men and women and their traits and behaviours. And we thought we'd dig a little bit deeper today by talking about the man cave. (laughs) Now, everybody out there knows what the man cave is. The man cave is the space where your husband retreats (laughs) when he needs some alone time. But we want to talk to you about why that is and why it's so important to be patient when he does that because it's actually quite healthy. I so agree with you. I believe that once we can see one another's differences with that curious fascination, hmm, then it becomes quite exciting to discover more and more instead of judging it and condemning it and making fun of one another I think it is just wonderful to see that when we look at a dog, we don't really want it to be a parrot. At least most of the people I know don't want to do that. And I do believe it is also important for men and women to just acknowledge them for who they are instead of wanting them to be who they cannot be. Because I think that already creates a huge peaceful basis where we then can start building relationships on. Yes, and something you did mention last episode, I want to repeat because I think it's really important. You said that in today's world, women want their man to be manly and strong and winners, but then they also want them to be companions and to be like them. And it's not possible for a man to be like a woman because we are, in fact, physically hardwired differently in our primitive brains, right? Yeah. Let's go to the architecture of the brains. Hmm? It's very different. So it is not that only because the egg meets the sperm and then it's determined, will it be a boy or a girl? There are so many things that happen in between. So the moment when the egg meets the sperm, it's not determined yet which gender the grown baby then will be. So during the pregnancy, there are a lot of things happening within. And I give you one example. During these pregnancy weeks, when the 3D vision, so the coordinates, the orientation, 
when we're somewhere, reading maps, for example, would be something that people still do at times, even when it's through the GPS, let's say the GPS is not talking. Then during the pregnancy week, when we develop that in the brain, and then let's say there is more testosterone in that liquid hmm, in which the little baby swims in that pool. I call it little baby swimming pool <laughs> in the womb so that people understand what I'm referring to. If there's more testosterone in it, then that baby, no matter which gender it will be eventually, will have a better orientation later on as an adult. Oh, that's interesting. So that explains why you might be female but have some skills that would traditionally be male skills, but you're very good at it. Very much so, and vice versa. Correct. So only because at the end comes out a baby gender male in the birth certificate or gender female does not mean that then they are 100% male or female. We have, as women, many male aspects and men have many female aspects. Now, actually what comes out at the end at birth is like a lottery. <laughs> we can't say it otherwise because, as I say, between the egg meeting, the sperm, and what happens until pregnancy week 40 in a good case scenario, when the pregnancy is fulfilled and then the baby arrives as a bundle of joy into this world, there are many, many things that really determine who we will be and how we will be and how we will develop later on. So now let me go back to the man cave. John Gray wrote a cute little book and it says, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Maybe many of our listeners read it. He describes an environment on Mars where there are lots of caves. So when a man has a problem, he withdraws into the cave and thinks. Now on Venus, on the other hand, there are no caves, but there are women clubs and networks and meeting points and chit-chats. So when he recognizes a problem and goes into the cave, he withdraws alone and thinks about the problem. When a woman has a problem, she goes to another woman on Venus and speaks about the problem. So actually, women are capable of solving a problem while they're talking about it. A man can do that. A man can either think or speak. So now imagine as a woman out there, she wants her man, honey, I see something's wrong. What's wrong with you? And he says, nothing. Well, he's in his cave. Leave him alone. Once he figured out the problem, he will come out and then he may or may not communicate. But it's impossible for him to speak about the problem while he cannot verbalize it yet. It's impossible. Yes, and ladies, a study from the University of South California has actually proven that withdrawing into a quiet space actually reduces cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Yes. So they need physically to withdraw in some way. And if they don't have a physical space that they can withdraw into, they will create other barriers, which are often going to be emotional barriers like withdrawing, not talking, being defensive, being passive aggressive, or even abandoning the whole relationship. Because physiologically, they are screaming out for this need for space. And so if we can understand that as women, then I think that we can stop taking it personally 
and just realize that that is something that your guy needs. He needs to be able to do that. Because remember also when he's in his man cave or his safe space, there's no pressure on him from the outside world. There's no expectations from other people and he can truly just be himself. And that is what he needs in order to solve his problem. Yes, and I do believe it's also very important for men to know that because when they know what their need is, then they may verbalize that when there's no problem, while they're able to verbalize things and say, hey, honey, when I have a problem, I need my space and I'm not leaving the relationship. I'm not leaving you. Don't think of divorce, but I'm just taking some time out. That's it. And I do believe it is very important for both genders to be able to learn what their needs are and then start verbalizing them and then communicating them. So a woman, for example, she's able to speak about the problem while she has a problem because she's thinking out loud while solving the problem with other women. Now, for a man, imagine if he has a problem and he mostly would like to withdraw, but he can't for whatever reason, and then the woman is just showering him in all these verbal expressions, that's torture for him. He can't think. Let me give you another example. So let's say he has a problem, and so he withdraws into his cave. That can be the garage. If he doesn't have a garage, sometimes it's the car itself, and then sometimes it's the bar around the corner, and then so he walks in, orders a drink at the bar, and sits down there and looks into the glass. That's his cave for that moment. When other friends of his men walk into that bar, they will not go there and say, hey, let's engage into conversation. Let's talk about it. No, because they see he's in a cave. They leave him alone and they don't take it personally. They know what he's going through. Now, let's say this man there at the bar, he finishes his drink and he walks home and he's maybe in a really good mood or he drives home. And then he comes home and he's just really delighted and he's in a good mood. He's maybe whistling around and he says, da, 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 da. hi, honey, I'm back. And she just looks at him and says, now what's wrong with him? So he abandons me now for two hours and now he comes back and he pretends as if nothing happened. Well, let's look at it from the man cave point of view. To him, he either has a solution for the problem or he has a plan. Now, for a woman, that's not good enough. When a woman has a problem, she wants to talk about it. We spoke about that already. And then she wants to know exactly how it plays out because there's so many things that could happen in the meantime. So many coincidences and maybe something happens in between. I need to know how the end will be step by step. And then only when we arrived at the end, that's when the problem is over. For him, that's different. For him, the problem is already over when he has a plan. Now, imagine, so he comes home in a good mood and he wants just to continue the evening. And he says, hey, so let's dance, honey, or let's listen to some nice music or come and cuddle with me. I'm not even mentioning that he would like to get on these wonderful hours of pleasure that in reality are only minutes. Hmm? We don't even go there. But she, in the meantime, she was boiling while he was in the cave. And because she has a problem, she's probably calling one girlfriend. If she's not available, she's calling another one. Maybe they even have a conference call on this. Hmm? And then they talk about it. And then the women, all the other Venus ladies, hmm, they all agree, yeah, this is impossible. So you need to tell him. 
And then in the meantime, she's cooking, boiling within herself. And he comes back home and she says, no, I don't do that anymore. I want a divorce. And then he thinks he's just in the wrong movie, wrong scene. What did I miss? So you see how it happens here. So both of them need to gain some understanding if they want to really also gain some intimacy. Because what is intimacy? I think that's another topic because that's very deep and big. But what really is intimacy? I would really simplify it. And I'd say it's grammatically not correct, but it's very understandable to what I'm pointing to. Into me see. I'm allowing the other person to look into me, how vulnerable I am, how my world functions, how I function, what I think, what I don't think, how I'm planning, how I'm solving problems, or how I don't solve problems. Now, when there is trust, and I hope that everyone in a relationship has a level of trust that is wonderful. If not, work on trust, because without trust, you have nothing. And those who are single out there and are considering to be in the dating scene, understand that building trust is the most essential part of any relationship because without trust, you have nothing. Now, when you have trust and then you build this intimacy and allow the other person, hey, look into me and see. Now, then we can have relationships that are more beautiful and wonderful and they're passionate and they're trustworthy and then there will be boundaries, but there will be love and then there will be problems, but there will be solutions. And I do believe that is really wonderful. Yes. And we did an episode on trust just a few weeks ago, episode 31. So check that out, guys, for a deeper talk about intimacy and trust and how to help build that in your relationship because it is so essential I think talking about the man cave is really important because when you get to our age, which is around the 50 mark and you've lived a few decades, you tend to observe people and observe society. And I can see society changing and the gender roles in our modern world today are much more blurred than they once were when I was young. And I think that that can be confusing for people of both sexes. Very. Because suddenly they have these expectations on them from society to act and behave in a way that is essentially foreign biologically. Absolutely. When we think of what you're pointing out, that the expectations are very different from 100 years ago, then let's have a look. The society was very different. Men were in groups. They had more male role models. And then they had the church. And then they had the work on the fields. Or then the soldiers, they had their environment. It was very different. But now when we look at it over the past few decades, things really fell apart. And boys don't really have these role models anymore, especially very few healthy role models. Well, girls have the same problem because healthy role models are quite rare. I can see that too. But now when we go to the expectations, so when a woman wants this successful man as a husband, I work with some CEOs from really big, big companies and corporations. And I work also with some wives of really successful businessmen. And these wives, they would love him to spend more time at home. 
but she also enjoys living in the mansion. She enjoys going on vacation on the private jet. She enjoys going to the Bahamas on the yacht because Fort Lauderdale is not exciting enough for a few weekends. Hmm? And they don't see that the man actually puts all his life and energy into providing for the family because that's his joy. That is how he identifies himself as a manly man. And she doesn't see that. Actually, what happens here, so she deballs him. Excuse me for this expression, but she almost castrates him because she's not appreciating him for what he's doing and providing in his role. But she then wants to womanize him a little bit, not like him becoming a womanizer, but to be a little bit more female Cuddle with me on the couch. Talk with me about your problems. Tell me what's bothering you in business. He's not trained to talk about the problems in his business. Why? Because then he would be vulnerable in his position. And then he could not be that successful in his position. So it is very important to understand for both genders to grow the understanding that lady out there, when your man is a career freak, He wants to provide to you if he's a healthy, trustworthy, and let's say monogamous husband, yeah? Then there's nothing to worry about. So I can see that it would be essential to have this basic understanding in order to communicate with each other better. Yes, but in order to be able to communicate, I need to be able to trust you that you're not cutting me off, that you're not misinterpreting me that you're not assuming, guessing, jumping to conclusions. It's a big, big poisonous ingredient for relationships. Yes. Jumping to conclusions. It kills it already in the beginning. Yes. But both genders. Hmm? So when men understand that it's okay to be a man, and it is okay that they're biologically different and physiologically different, and that their brain architecture is different, not worse, not better, different. Hmm? There's no judgment in it. Then they probably feel more encouraged to speak about it. Hey, this is my need. Hmm. And when they start communicating, that doesn't make them weak. It's just sharing information. It's like I go to the restaurant, I like lobster, but I don't like lamb. Big deal. So when a man would be able to start communicating that with his partner, It also requires then an understanding partner and not taking it personally. That's very important, ladies out there. You're not the center of the universe. You may want to be that. You're not. You're not. I think that's a great point to make. And I think that it's very common for women to take things personally when, in fact, it possibly has nothing to do with her whatsoever. Yeah. And then where does it come from? Because women, they build relationships and every single relationship is individually evaluated. A man is more connected to a group hmm? or a club. There's some men out there, they can identify themselves with a soccer club or a football club. That's how they identify themselves. That's why you see them sometimes crying when their team loses. Yeah. Because that's how they perceive it. It's dramatic and traumatic at some times. So now I can give you one good example. So let's say a man in his work environment, there's a new position available. And then now other men compete for that position. And let's say this procedure goes on for four weeks or four months. And so he comes home and maybe eventually 
hopefully, he may mention it to his wife and says, yeah, well, there's this new position, but John is, maybe he's getting it, or maybe Rob is getting it. Uh, I don't think Sam is getting it, so I, I want to get it, really. And then let's say four weeks later or four months later, the competition is over, the position is filled, and her husband didn't get the position. And the husband then, after work, goes out with a drink with the person who got the job. And she thinks to herself, he must be crazy. Where's his moral compass? How can he do that? This is an enemy of his, and now he sits there and having a good time or pretending. Well, it's not that case. For him, it was a competition until there was a competition, and then there was an end result. And then, that's over. It's over. Unless there was foul play. Because it's very interesting. Men can cheat in all kinds of things, but when it comes to playing cards, you better don't cheat. <laughs> Women, by the way, have a tendency to cheat when they play cards. They have no problem with that. But then for men, that's impossible. They do different areas of cheating. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't come up with this, so it's just <laughs> learned information. <laughs> so the man cave. So would it be correct to say that men don't take things personally like women do? I don't think that we can say that generally, but I think they have a very different approach to it. When I tell him directly, well, you look like a half bull with pink shirts on, then he might take that personally when it's directed at him. But to him, it's more important what other men think of him, much more important. But because women have their individual relationships that are evaluated individually. Hmm? Let's say you and I, we walk into a female club, a woman club, girls club, hmm? for, let's say, for podcasters, women only. And let's say Susan and Jody, and I know Sandy and Patricia. Then we probably, because you and I walk together in there, then we will probably hang out with them because we know them. And then before we get involved with someone else, we want to learn, okay, is it possible to build a relationship there? Because for women, it's all about relationship. Hmm? Yeah. That's also something important that the man cave of the species, hmm? I think they do very well when they start understanding that for the woman, the relationship is the most important. So when he learns to listen what is important to her or how he can show her that the relationship is to him just as important and then behave in such a way that that's what he's communicating with her, then they can be both happily ever after hmm? in this aspect. Hmm. Yeah, this is a fascinating discussion and we hope that <laughs> it has helped you guys out there think a bit more about the topic and maybe you'll even go home and have a conversation with your partner about it and listen to the podcast together, discuss it, <laughs> yeah. find out more about each other so that you can have a greater understanding of what makes each other happy and how to enable that space for each other because I think space is essential. I think sometimes you need a little bit of distance so that we're reacting less mm. and responding with more thought and care. Mm. Yeah, a friend of mine, Professor Dr. Eric Dickhouse, he's a neuroscientist and he once said something incredibly wise to me. We were talking about relationships and neuroscience because I'm fascinated by that topic and that area of knowledge. And he says to me, Daisy, you see, when partners would start searching for the treasures, 
in their partner, and they started today. They would not even be able to find a fraction of the treasures in their partner, even if they had three lifetimes. Hmm. That makes it sound like you're never really going to know the person you're with. Well, let's be honest. Do you know yourself 100%? Well, I think I do. But having said that, I think I also learn more about myself every day. Exactly. Now imagine how long it would take you then to know another person on that level. You would need to have grown up with them. Hmm? Yeah. Like Siamese twins or something like that. They probably know about one another, tragically, more than any other two people. So I don't think it is sad. I see it the other way around. I think it's fascinating. Let's go and find another treasure. Oh, this is how he thinks about it. Wonderful. And instead of always thinking, always, I rarely generalize, but I do know that there are some females out there and there are some male out there too that always assume the worst, that their partner does it on purpose Does it to hurt them? Does it to ignore them? Does it to step over them? And so forth, so forth. No. Hmm. When that's your attitude, it's a very bittersome relationship then. Oh, it's doomed. I 100% agree with that one. It's just not a healthy way to think. And I think that if you do think like that, then the whole thing's going to fall and collapse on you. Many people live like that for decades in a relationship, sadly. But now when we change our attitude, and that is something we can do, every one of us has the power to do that. Change your attitude. You can do it. Absolutely. And when you change your attitude, and next time when you see your partner do something that is not really logical to you, or you just don't really get it, or you just don't really understand it, and instead of saying, oh, well, he is just like that, or, oh, yeah, she always does that. No, no, no. That's prejudice, and that's hurtful. Instead, having that attitude, aha, another treasure to be found. Hmm? Okay, honey, tell me more about it. So what do you think? Tell me how you're thinking. Unless he's going into the man cave, then save the question till he comes out. Leave him alone. (laughs) Leave him alone. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Because he is really deaf. Not because he's biologically, physically deaf, but men hear not even half of what she hears. He's not built for communication. Not this way, as women would want him to be. So if we women want to have great men and great role models for future generations, then let men be men. Don't try to make them female. Let's face it, 30 years ago, when a man had a few feminine gestures or traits, they would think that he was gay when he was not. Let's face it. So, guys, go into your cave, take your time, and when you come out, just be happy and start communicating. Start communicating. And if you can, start listening because you can train your ears too. That's great advice, Daisy. And on that note, we are going to end today's discussion. We hope that it has given you some insight. (laughs) And we do want to also give a big shout-out to all of our supporters and followers Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing our podcast with your friends and family. We love to see how our audience is growing exponentially every single week. So huge shout out to all of you out there. Thank you so much. And please 
if you want to support us in a different way, then really take some of our words to heart. This is like a supermarket. Not everything is for everyone, but pick what you like and apply it and think about it and discuss it. That is how you can support us as well, because that is our purpose. That's why we do what we do. And we put so many hours voluntarily in this, and it's such a joy. And we hope that you have at least half of the joy that we have while we're producing this, then we are already completely happy. Thank you so much for listening in. Absolutely. So stay tuned next week for another amazing discussion and topic here on Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.